Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 329th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons selected USC wide receiver Drake London with the 8th overall pick in the 2022 draft tonight. Drake London is 6'4", 219 pounds, and comes out of USC. He's also a former basketball player was the third-ranked wide receiver in our position-by-position series, and so was he with uh, several other outlets. Uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State was ranked one. Jameson Williams was ranked either one or two. And London was the third-best receiver. But the Falcons saw enough to take him with the eighth overall pick in the draft. So we just talked to him on a a call, and... uh, now, we'll hear from the Brain Trust later to explain this pick. They did not take Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Uh, you know, they have offensive line problems. They were last in the league in sacks. And they did not take Jermaine Johnson, the, the uh, pass rusher from Florida State. Uh, uh, Wilson went a couple picks later at 10. And then um, they got uh, uh, Jamison Williams got traded up for at 12 and went to Detroit at 12. So, you know, those wide receivers were close together and they started going off the board. Uh, I don't know where Jermaine went, but across went right after, right after uh, the Falcons turned in London. And then our good friend, uh, the Kyle Hamilton family, they're out in Vegas and sent us some pictures of him walking into the green room, went 14th through to the Ravens. So let's get to Mr. Drake, Drake London. How much contact did Drake have with the Falcons before the draft? It was actually pretty heavy. Um, at the same time, it was discreet. Uh, they didn't really want to show anything, but, I mean, hey, they picked me at the end of the day, and I'm, and I'm glad they did. All right. We were on this kid from the combine. We, you know, go on AJC.com, just Google Drake London, and you're going to see all the stories. You're going to see one from Gabe Burns who's been helping on the beat this offseason. He was all over this wide receiver situation. He scouted his stuff, you know, and uh, Drake doesn't get separation. He's going to be catching a lot of balls in in traffic. That was his thing, catching contested balls. So uh, for those who haven't seen him play, here's how Drake sizes up his game. Um, I think it's just fearless at the end of the day. Um, Somebody who goes up, gets the ball, regardless if he's – quote-unquote, covered or not. Um, so I think you guys are just getting a playmaker. Yeah, now, um, you know, best-case scenario, scenario, he's Mike Evans. Uh, I think he, I don't think it will be fair to compare him to Calvin Johnson, but, you know, this is a big type of receiver. Uh, you know, Calvin played about 226. Uh, you know, I don't think this kid has his speed. Uh, they didn't uh, – he didn't run much because uh, – 
you know, he was injured and, uh, you know, he wasn't, he hadn't had six to eight weeks before he recovered. So he didn't run. We don't have our numbers on him, but uh, he's still coming here to the Falcons. And, you know, best case scenario is going to catch a bunch of contested balls. Maybe him and Kyle Pitts could be a dynamic duel in the red zone. You know, we'll see. So we asked him, how did it feel? Um, how does it feel to come to the Falcons? I wanted to be in Atlanta at the end of the day. Uh, this is where I wanted to end up. And and I'm like, I'm, I don't even know what to say. I'm at loss of words, to be honest. The coaching, uh, the direction that they're going in, and just the type of players that they want to bring into their facility. Um, we're just moving in the right direction. And I, and I can't wait to, to go out there and put on that jersey and, and, and just be a dirty bird at the end of the day. So, um, you know, that might work. Uh, Drake London, you know, the Falcons were struggling at wide receiver. Uh, you know, last season, Russell Gage, their, their top receiver, who ended up being their top receiver, uh, left to go to Tampa Bay in free agency. Calvin Ridley, who was supposed to be their top receiver, ended up, um, you know, getting suspended indefinitely for gambling. Uh, they were considering trading him when he came back after uh, leaving the team to address his mental health issues. Uh, now, you know, so there was a void in the roster for at the wide receiver position. Now, the Falcons said they were going to take the best player uh, available. And Arthur Smith said that he was going to do what was best for the team. Uh, so, um, you know, those are questions they're going to have to answer. Was it best for a team to get the wide receiver who was the third-rated wide receiver but the best player on your board or address your offensive line, which hasn't been able to protect the quarterback for the last four years, which hasn't been able to rush in the top half of the league for the last five years, but you needed another receiving threat. So we, we want to hear from them and uh, have them address uh, these issues about ignoring the trenches here early in the draft. So uh, those are some of the issues headed into day two. Now the Falcons have eight picks left. They haven't been made any trades yet. They're going to have four tomorrow, um, two in the second, two in the third. And then on the last day, they have four more picks. So they have plenty of time to address all these issues. But, um, you know, given the depth at wide receiver, it was uh, somewhat shocking, but it was out from the beginning that they were going to go wide receiver here in this draft when there were so many good uh, offensive linemen, uh, pretty good pass rushers. But uh, Terry Fontenot said the other day that there were pass rushers throughout the draft and that he thought it was a pretty strong pass rush class. So we can't overreact to the first round pick, even though there's some legitimate cause for concern. All right, now before we get out of here and start getting ready to hear from uh, Coach Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, we just want to ask uh, London one more thing here. Why does he think he and Pitts can become Atlanta's Twin Towers? Uh, I mean, it's just two big dudes out there on the perimeter. Um, I feel like it's a pretty good analogy to, to say that we're Twin Towers. Um, obviously, I got to earn my stripes in order to get on the field with them. But at the same time, if we do, I think it's a good nickname. Well, all right. There you have it. He sounds, uh, you know, there was some reaction to his uh, drafting on Twitter. Uh, Keith Smith, the fullback, uh, chimed in and said, hey, 
Uh, way to go, Falcons. Way to get somebody from California. He's a California kid, Moore Park, California. Um, David Moore uh, liked the tweet that said, so far, uh, Fontenot's proven he's in over his head. Uh, I shared my quick thoughts. My sports rep people said, don't you think Falcons should have picked Jamar, Jermaine Johnson or Cross? This draft is so wide receiver deep. They could get Christian Watson at the top of the second. Uh, you know, these are the issues the Falcon fans are, are want to um, discuss here. My quick thoughts were, hey, Falcons take third-ranked receiver. Could have gotten a receiver later. O-line couldn't use Charles Cross, or D-line couldn't be improved by Jermaine Johnson. We have questions for the coach and the GM. His size and versatility make him an exceptional prospect. We did write about that early, too. You know, but it's in there that he doesn't uh, get open and, and has a lot of contested balls. What's your grade? I'm not, I'm going to wait to the end to try to grade uh, one another. Uh, Twitter followers, I'm ticked. He's the worst wide receiver of the class. So this is not going to be a popular pick. We'll wait to hear from the GM and the coach. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's where we're at right now here. Uh, the first round is wrapping up. Again, the Falcons select USC wide receiver Drake London, six foot four, 219 pounds out of University of Southern California, more, more Park, California, his hometown, M-O-O-R Park. Uh, so he'll be here tomorrow on Friday uh, to, to uh, meet us in person and uh, this was over the virtual uh, setting again tonight, but he'll be here tomorrow. To uh, We'll get into more of his um, uh, personal feature that we'll run on Saturday online. And uh, just check um, your e-paper uh, and check AJC.com for your updates throughout the draft. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter closing out this special draft episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and stay with us throughout the rest of the draft. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.